Every week on Talk Easy with Sam Fragoso, I invite an artist, writer, or politician to come to the table and speak from the heart in ways you probably haven't heard from them before. Some of my favorites are with Tom Hanks, Questlove, and Kate Blanchett. In recent weeks, I had talked to actor Dan Levy, director Ava DuVernay, and the editor of The New Yorker, David Remnick. You can listen to Talk Easy on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. Welcome to Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. This week, I'm talking to the one and only Ryan Seacrest. Love the connection to people. I think at the core, what I get excited about, what gets me up in the morning, is connecting with people in an unscripted, unvarnished way. It's getting to, to say something to them, hear back from them, know that I'm part of the routine, And I look forward to getting on the air. I look forward to it. In these exciting times, we're looking to the math, the strategy and analytics, and the magic, the creative spark more than ever. Listen to Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, fam. I'm Simone Boyce. I'm Danielle Robay. And we're the hosts of The Bright Side, the podcast from Hell of Sunshine that's guaranteed to light up your day. Like our recent episode with sisters Regina and Raina King about the why behind their production company, Royal Ties. We have such a huge love for storytelling without walls, without barriers. Listen to The Bright Side from Hello Sunshine on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of On Purpose. This week, I talked to Tiffany Haddish in a hilarious, deep, thoughtful interview where we dive into family trauma, grief, sobriety, love, and dating. I got a big heart, and I'm very forgiving, but, like, don't abuse it. It's been abused enough. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss this one. This is becoming the most prominent form for hip-hop. Wake your ass up. Yeah, it's early in the morning, but they told me it was y'all. I said, oh, hell yeah, I'm getting up. The world's most dangerous morning show. DJ Effie. Your people's choice. Angela Yee. I'm a sweetheart, but I'll cut you. Charlamagne the God. Prince of Prince of People. Lord. I can't believe you guys are the best, kid. Collectively known as Breakfast Club, bitches. Good morning, USA. Yo, 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 Good morning, Angela Yee. Good morning, DJ MV. Charlemagne the God. Peace to the planet. It's Tuesday. Good morning. Yes, it's Tuesday. What's happening? How everybody feel out there today? I'm broadcasting from New Hampshire. I made it to New Hampshire. You're going to get a passport. I'm going to get my passport. This was the only passport office in the open in the whole U.S. It was Honolulu, Puerto Rico, 
in New Hampshire. You said the only passport place open? That can't that be I can get case. an appointment. Oh, that you can yep. get an appointment. Yeah, yep. yeah, yeah. It was the only one. So it was supposed to be a three and a half hour drive from New York, uh, from Jersey, I should say. It took seven and a half hours because of a storm that passed through and rush hour traffic. So I was on the road all day. This is the longest I drove since college. No, it sounds like you needed a passport to get to New Hampshire. That's what it sounded like. That's what it felt like, okay. like yesterday. Okay. Goodness gracious. Well, good. I'm glad that you uh, are, are getting your life situated. Yee, how yeah. was your day yesterday? Um, my day was good. I was in meetings all day, and then I went home. I fell asleep so early. I fell asleep at 8 o'clock, but then I woke up at 2. You act like that's a problem. That's Man. Good. But then I've been up since 2. Why? Because I fell asleep at 8 o'clock. Uh, if I fall asleep at 8 o'clock, I'm waking up at 4 o'clock the same time I get up every morning. I really could only sleep for like 5 or 6 hours. And what's crazy is my Apple Watch tells me all the time, now you're supposed to be in bed around 8.20. Never quite make it to bed at eight twenty, but boy, if I could! Oh. oh my goodness! Oh God, God would be so. I mean, God is good all the time, but Lord, that would be amazing. Man. I'm, gonna going to, I'm gonna start going to bed when the kids go to sleep. That's what I'm gonna start doing. <laughs> so as after the kids take a bath and the kids go to sleep around eight something, I'm gonna start taking my ass to sleep because there's really nothing on TV that I have to watch. Well, the game is on. The game there was is no on game tonight. on last night. Tonight, tonight, is, the tonight is the game is on tonight. Mm-hmm. So you're gonna watch that, and then I don't know if you're an Ozark fan. Oh, you watch Ozark? No, my wife. Does. I did. I saw they had the whole Nasilmatic album playing. Killer Mike is in this season of yeah. Ozark. Killer but once, but once again, with that, you can watch that on streaming services anytime you want to. That's true. <laughs> no appointment television. So it's really, really nothing on TV you have to Well, watch. I'm not used to falling asleep that early, clearly. Well, well nighttime is the only time you really get because usually throughout it. the day we always running. We got the kids. There's always something to do. So nighttime is when the quiet, when the house is only quiet. That's the only time. I'll tell you one thing. What? The older you get, the more sleep you want. Okay. <laughs> it's a struggle. And I paid $5 for gas yesterday. You know, they're talking about uh, that's going to be widespread for everybody. The gas prices are up 27%. Lord have mercy. I was like, why is this so expensive? My car was on E. Any more bad news you got? It was like $100. Any more bad news you got for front page news? She couldn't sleep tonight last night. She had paid $5 (laughs) for gas. I slept last night. I just woke up super early. Goodness gracious. My toe does hurt. Front page news is next, though. (laughs) Yes, it is. Yeah, what are we talking about? Uh, We are going to talk about three Louisiana juveniles and the guard who allegedly helped them escape. All right. We'll get into all that when we come back. Get your ass up. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Let's get in some front page news. Now, tonight, the Celtics take on the Heat at 8.30 p.m. So, that's game one. Now, what else we got, Yeezy? Well, let's talk about the racist attack at the supermarket, the top supermarket in Buffalo. by the And I still have to say alleged gunman. But um, Peyton S. Wow. Gendron, because you have to until for legal legal yeah. purposes. Mm. So I don't get sued, and we don't get sued. He is pleading not guilty, but I mean, you know, we've seen it. It's on video. Yeah, but he's still for legal purposes, and he's pleading not guilty. All right. Well, the suspect, according to his post, and you know, he was posting on Discord. Uh, he visited the Tops Friendly Market three times on March 8th to survey the layout, as well as at the times of the day when there were the most customers. He planned his attack for mid-March, but then he delayed the date several times. And as you know, he was taken into custody in the immediate aftermath, and he's under suicide watch right now after pleading not guilty to a first-degree murder charge. So they do have all this information based on his post. Uh, They said the attack would have continued elsewhere had he not been stopped. He had other target locations down the street. Authorities also found another rifle and a shotgun in his vehicle. They also had writing seen on his firearms. They said they obtained a photo of two of the firearms inside his vehicle that were not used in the shooting. And phrases like, white lives matter, 
as well as what appears to be the name of a victim of a crime committed by a black suspect. Mm-hmm. Now, they said that family has not visited him while he is in jail. Investigators have spoken to the suspect's family. They are distraught and sickened by what happened. He's met with his legal team while in custody, but there have been no family requests to visit him. Federal charges may apply in the shooting. Prosecutors are working to bring charges against him in the coming days, according to law enforcement uh, officials. And that would be in addition to state charges as well. So Joe Biden and First Lady Joe Biden are scheduled to be in Buffalo today to meet with the family of the shooting victims, first responders, and community leaders. It's sad, man, because there is no cure for racism. There's no cure for bigotry. There's absolutely nothing you can do to prevent those things from happening. Only thing we can do is protect ourselves at all times, and that's why I stressed that if you're black in America, owning a legal firearm is a form of self-care. Get your concealed carry permit. Just do what you got to do to protect yourself, because this country won't. Well, they said uh, yesterday that, uh, they might be passing legislation that allows you to carry in New York now. In New Jersey, I seen that yesterday. Eric Adams was saying that's a bad thing. The man in New York was saying that's a very bad thing. But they might be passing legislation, I guess, in the next couple of days in the Supreme Court that will allow you to carry. All right, now three juveniles in Louisiana who escaped from a youth center and the guard who helped them escape the facility have been arrested. They were in Houston. So they actually got out around 3 a.m. Saturday and a warrant for their arrest was issued shortly after. According to authorities, 17-year-old Tawana Lafitte, 17-year-old Jeremiah Durham, and 15-year-old Navaria Lane were driven out of the facility by a 21-year-old guard by the name of Victory Toon. They were tracked down the next day at a motel in Houston after the police found her vehicle. They waited for the four of them to return and arrested them. They said an unnamed relative had driven them there and they were detained without incident. So one of them was serving time for attempted first degree murder, another for armed robbery, and another one for second degree murder. They are set to be extradited to Louisiana and will face a series of additional charges for their action. In the meantime, Victoria Toon, who's the one that actually drove them out of the facility, will be booked on three counts of accessory to simple escape. I saw that story. I guarantee that girl... uh uh, victory been trying to be down since grade school you know the white girl who wanted to be cool wanted to be down that was always down to do the wrong thing on behalf of the people she was trying to be cool with i've seen this story before and where she thought she was going after she did that back to work i don't well definitely not back to work <laughs> she thought I, she was just gonna drive them off the and then go back to work exactly nobody thought that one through All right, lord well, have mercy that is your front page news. you did not live up to your name Mm-mm. Victoria. Victoria. Oh, I thought it was Victory. I'm sorry. <laughs> All right. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, phone lines are wide open. Again, 800-585-1051. Get it off your chest. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Let's go. This is your time to get it off your chest. Whether you're man or black. Say it with your chest. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. So if you got something on your mind, let it out. Hello, who's this? Good morning. This is Nashawn with Brooklyn. How y'all doing this morning? Nashawn. Nashawn from Brooklyn? Yes, from Brooklyn. Excuse okay. Me. I thought you said went Brooklyn. Uh, with let's Brooklyn. go, I'm like, Brooklyn. Who is Brooklyn? Brooklyn. I just got to get it off my chest. I don't understand how you kill 10 people, wound three more, and you, you get handcuffed without a scratch. I don't understand this. Isn't that the same place where the elderly guy got pushed to the ground and got hurt just for standing? Uh, I believe that was the same place. Yeah, I don't understand how that happens either. I, I don't understand it. I'm sorry. Please tell me what reality we live in. I don't know. I mean, they did they did it a few weeks earlier too with the subway shooter. You know, I they, feel like it happens all the time. They took him into custody without a scratch. I don't know. I really don't. I don't know. I don't know how. I don't know what be going through police officers' heads at times. I really don't. I just had to get that off my chest. I just find that 
would serve it. No, I don't want anybody to be, you know, built or anything like that. But at some time, why, why waste the court system? Right, definitely a different way and how people are treated. Yeah, well, if the cop, I, I get what you're saying. If the cops you... do come, though, if the cops come and the, and the guy's not shooting, he got the gun down, they can't legally shoot him. You know what I mean? But I get what you're saying. I, I get what, and I, I get when people say, "What about you know?" Forget the court system, but it's like I think death is the easy way out in situations like this. I would rather see that person go through the court system and spend the rest of their life in prison. Nah, I'd rather see death is die. the death is the easy way out. Like we, of, it's easy. Uh, I don't know. Hello, who's this? Good morning. Good morning. What's your name? Ice. Yo, it's Pencil Man. I shouldn't have to do all types of other stuff just to get on the radio. Big word. What? What's up, yeah, Pencil Man? How you doing, brother? I'm doing, man. Peace to all y'all. I love y'all. I just want to let you know, MV, be careful out there. They're super racist. Uh, they ruined my life up there in Manchester Police Department. But they dropped the case. So I'm looking to get a little bit of change from them. In uh, New Hampshire? In New Hampshire? Yeah, New Hampshire, Manchester. I don't know where you at. But, but what uh, you do in New Hampshire? Up there, Even though you white as hell, but um, <laughs> yo, yo, Charlemagne, good luck to all y'all for them books. I got them books you sent. I just want to let our listeners know it's legit. Um, yeah, I really do send them, even though it take like three, four weeks, but it comes, man. We get them to you, brother. Goodness gracious! Yeah. All right, thank you, pencil man. Hello, who's this? This Shell from Detroit. Hey. Good morning. What up, though? Get it off your chest. I just want to tell my friend, Shante McAfee, um, happy birthday and have a great day at work. Okay, thank you, okay, mama. a little shout out. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, phone lines are wide open. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Wake up, wake up. Wake your ass. This is your time to get it off your chest. Whether you're mad or blessed, we want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. Hello, who's this? Hey, Jamie, this is Zion. How's it going? What's up, brother? Get it off your chest. Good morning, Charlemagne, Angela Yee. Peace, King. If, a, if, a, if you've been with somebody for three years, and then all of a sudden they're telling you you don't want they don't want to be with you because stuff is in them that they got to work on, should you still stay in the house and keep paying all the bills and oh. you're not together? So it's you like live together? And we live together. Oh, it might be time to move. Is it your wife or is it just a girl? It's a girl that we've engaged. Mm. And she's like, she don't want to, she don't want to work nothing out, but she expected to still stay in the house and pay all the bills. So I told her, I was like, look, mortgage come, you give me half on it. So now I got to pay half. Yeah, because we're roommates. You don't want to be with me. So you guys have a mortgage, so y'all own the home together? Yeah, not just a home. We have vehicles. I pay the house, the mortgage. I pay the vehicle payments. You know, you definitely should not do that. No, not at all. Who's, whose name is the house in? His. Both. Or both. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, it no. sounds like she has some responsibilities, too. Or if she's not going to pay on the house, then, you know, she's got to give up her part. Yeah, like you said, y'all roommates now. You you do yeah, sound you, you do sound like you're being selfish, though, because you started this off by saying she needed to do some work on herself. No, she, said, she, she wants said to do that. work. She yeah, she, yeah, she, she said she needs to do some work on herself. That's what I said. Right. Yeah. She so don't she, want to be with him. So she, no, you saying she needs to do some work on herself, meaning that you know she's going through something mentally, emotionally. She's she's saying that she something is going on within her that she needs to work on. But the thing about it is, she has no communication. She doesn't want to communicate. Well, probably with you, but she might be communicating with her therapist, you know, or her or her counselor or whatever she's doing. 
that's wrong because I had a therapist to call her to speak with her. She said, why do I need to talk to anybody for it? Well, clearly she's trying to figure something out, my brother. I'm not, I'm not, I'm, the only reason I say you just being selfish a little bit is because it's like, yo, let's see what's going on with her first. Instead of just, instead of just continuing to push yourself on her and say, hey, I want you to be in a relationship with me. Hello, who's this? This is Eric from Norfolk. How you guys doing today? Seven five seven. Guys, what up? Good morning. Get it off your chest. Yes, sir. I just want to call and say it doesn't matter how long you run the race as long as you finish. I have six boys with two sets of twins, and one of my sons has been two HBCUs, and he finally graduated. Yes. Salute okay. to that brother. Absolutely. Where did he graduate from? Eight years, eight years of torture. <laughs> Where did he graduate from, King? Oh, no mistake, man. I got uh, my wife graduated last December. My son, one of my, my son just graduated after eight years. I have another son that graduated in December. Beautiful thing, man. That's Love dope, to hear man. it. Yeah. Congratulations. A shout out to the whole 757 out there. Norfolk, Hampton Roads area, that whole area up there. Portsmouth, Newport News. Good morning to y'all. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. We got rumors on the way, E? Yes, and since we're talking about graduating, we'll tell you what superstar just graduated from college at the age of 34. All right, we'll get into that next. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. It's time, time, time. She's spilling the tea. This is the Rumor Report with Angela Yee on The Breakfast Club. All right. Well, a man who was involved in the drug deal that led to Mac Miller's overdose in 2018 has been sentenced to more than 17 years in prison. And that is for his role in selling fentanyl lace pills to... Uh, Mac Miller, Stephen Andrew Walter. He's 48 years old. He pleaded guilty to one count of distribution of fentanyl in November of 2021. Prosecutors had asked the judge to sentence him to 204 months in prison since he initially took the plea deal, but he was still dealing even after he took that plea back in 2021. So the judge gave him the extra six months at the sentencing. Mm. Imagine you killed somebody and now you are still out here in the middle of taking a plea deal and you're still out here dealing drugs. Now, let me ask you a question. Did he know it was fentanyl in the drugs or did he not know? Like, Probably story, not. I have no idea. Well, he said he was truly remorseful. He said, I'm not that type of person who wants to hurt anybody. That's not me. But on the paperwork where it says that I continue to conduct in that kind of behavior, I knew that there was death. That's not the truth, Your Honor. He says that he only uh, delivered the pills and... You know, he thought that it was going to be ingested by, I guess, somebody else. I don't know. That mindset is in it, but. that mindset is interesting to me, though, because he say he never wants to hurt anybody, but you're you sell drugs, mm-hmm. like drugs, <laughs> drugs hurt people. <laughs> right. All right. So he's one of three people who were charged in the death of Mac Miller, and Michael K. Williams, his nephew, is speaking out and. He was on Red Table Talk. He'll be actually the episode airs tomorrow. So this is the first time that his nephew, Dominique DuPont, talks about the devastating moment when he found his uncle, Michael K. Williams' body. And here is a clip that has been shared ahead of tomorrow's episode. I was shopping with my wife. Mike had some work to do the next day and I'd reached out to him the night before and I was concerned that I had not heard from him. Mm-hmm. We made the decision yeah. you know, go to his house and I went upstairs, opened up his door, and it was quiet. Michael always played music. And I observed him deceased, immediately called 911. They Mm -hmm. said, listen, you know, do you want to start some compressions? And I said, I'm telling you, he's he's deceased, he's gone. He's cold. Oh man, I can't even imagine. 
All right. Well, on that episode, um, Kay Quigley is also on that. She's a comedian, and she was the lone survivor of a fentanyl poisoning that killed three of her friends, including the comedian Fuquan Johnson. And so, again, that episode will stream tomorrow um, on Facebook at noon. All right. And Steph Curry has graduated from college, from Davidson College, 13 years after dropping out of school to enter the NBA. He was only one semester short of graduating. Okay. And he re-enrolled at the school for the spring semester. He was not able to go to commencement, but his name was listed as one of the graduates. Now, uh, you know, he wrote Dream Come True, class of 2010, a.k.a. 2022, but we got it done. Thanks to my whole village that helped me get across the finish line, made the promise when I left and had to see it through. Official Davidson College alum, Mama, we made it. And That's of course, dope. his wife, Aisha Curry, shared a very sweet message on her stories as well. She said, proud would be an understatement. Congratulations to my love. You did it. Dropping the clues bonds for Steph Curry. Because he didn't have to do that. He's a multimillionaire. Definitely no, of course didn't not. have to do okay. that. And, and, I, and I love when a lot of celebrities do that. Even with Megan Thee Stallion that did it. I mean, they still got to go to class. Like, they still have to hand in papers. Nick Cannon, he was. Take tests, Nick Cannon. So mm-hmm. it's not that easy. J.R. Smith. Cannon actually went to class. So that was dope. J.R. Smith. Salute to J.R. Smith. So that's yeah. pretty dope. So congratulations to all of them. All right. Now, Ray John Rondo, Cleveland Cavaliers player Ray John Rondo, is, uh, has allegedly pulled a gun on the mother of his children and threatened to kill her during a heated altercation. Ashley Bachelor is the mother of their two children. She was granted an emergency protective order against him. She requested protection for her, their son, and daughter. She wrote, I am extremely fearful for my safety and for the safety of my children. Rajan has a history of volatile, erratic, explosive behavior. He is verbally, emotionally, and financially abusive. He physically hits our son and calls him names like, it rhymes with wussy, and accuses him of acting like a bitch. She also said, Rajan verbally assaults our daughter. He calls her names like Thought, bitch and d-head ray john has made several threats on my life saying at various times he will shoot me or shoot up my car and so she said there was an alleged violent outburst that took place on may 11th she claims that he became angry after she asked their son to separate laundry when he and his father were playing video games and he ripped the game console from the wall smashed things at the house everything from a teacup to outdoor lights and trash cans and yelled you're dead when she tried to de-escalate the situation Uh, According to Ashley, he briefly left the home and then returned 15 minutes later, approached the back door and started banging on the window with his gun and demanded to see his son and yanked him outside and yelled at both kids for being afraid of him. So she said things did finally calm down when uh, when his parents arrived at the home. And that's what caused him to eventually leave. All right. We'll keep you updated on on that. And Bobby Lights and Rolling Ray have a new dating show coming to Zeus. It's called Bobby, I Love You, Purr. So it's being executive produced by both Bobby, Rolling Ray, along with Jason Lee from Hollywood Unlocked. And, um, you know, it looks like they're back together again. This time they're working to find Bobby Lights some love. If you guys are interested in watching um, that. Aren't you friends with Rolling Ray, Charlamagne? No, why would I be? Fr- I don't know Rolling Ray. Why would I be oh, friends I with Rolling Ray? Where'd you get that from? <laughs> you pulled that one out, Jeff. Uh, I thought you. I noticed the rumor report, but Lord have mercy, <laughs> aren't you cool with Rolling yeah, Ray? Yeah, cool. I don't huh? know why. That's, that's, ran- that's, that's random as hell. You never met him? at your birthday party? Did y'all I, I, vacation um, together? I, I hosted a show back in the day on uh, MTV called uh, Trolls. I think it was called Trolls. It was like a spinoff of Catfish, and Rolling Ray was on an episode. Okay. There it is. All right. Well, you got That didn't just come out of nowhere. Yes, it did. <laughs> friends are rolling away. Like, what? Ray. His name is Rolling Ray. Oh, salute to Rolling Ray. Rolling Ray. Ray. <laughs> God bless that brother. All right. Well, that is your rumor report.
All right. Thank you, Ms. She. We got front page news. What are we talking about? Yes, and let's talk about uh, New Jersey County. Camden County has agreed to pay a $10 million settlement to a black man who was left paralyzed. We'll tell you what happened. All right. We'll get into that next. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. Our audible pick of the day is Finding Me by Viola Davis. Here, the award-winning actress shares a story from growing up poor to becoming a show business trailblazer. Sign up for a free 30-day Audible trial at audible.com. Hey, my name's Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of On Purpose. I just had a great conversation with Michael B. Jordan, and you can listen to it right now. Michael is known for his performances in both film and television. His breakout role was in Fruitvale Station, playing Oscar Grant, which earned him widespread praise and numerous award nominations. His portrayal of Killmonger in Marvel's Black Panther, one of my favorites, further solidified his status as one of Hollywood's leading actors, earning him widespread acclaim for his complex and compelling performance. In our conversation, Michael really opens up. You're going to love listening to it, and I can't wait for you to check it out. The closest to getting what you want is always the hardest. It's always the feeling when you're getting ready. You know, people give up right before they get what they've always wanted to get. People quit. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Every week on Talk Easy with Sam Fragoso, I invite an artist, writer, or politician to come to the table and speak from the heart in ways I imagine you haven't heard from them before. Some of my favorites are with Tom Hanks, Margaret Atwood, Questlove, Kate Blanchett, and Oscar Isaac. If that sounds like a varied group of people, it's because it is. I always wanted to make a show where one week we could sit with a politician like Beto or Rourke, the next an author like Min Jin Lee, or TV titans like Bill Hader and Quinta Brunson. Basically, this is a podcast driven by curiosity and an abundance of research. Conversations where people actually start to sound like people. In recent weeks, I sat with Dan Levy, Ava DuVernay, Benny Safdie, and the editor of The New Yorker, David Remnick. You can listen to Talk Easy with Sam Fragoso on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I hope to see you there. Imagine you ask two people the same exact set of seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver. And this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including actress and star of the mega hit sitcom Friends, Courtney Cox. You can't go around it, so you just go through it. This is a roadblock. It's going to catch you down the road. Go through it. Deal with it. Comedian, writer, and star of the series Catastrophe, Rob Delaney. I shouldn't feel guilty about my son's death. He died of a brain tumor. It's part of what happens when your kid dies. Intellectually, you'll understand that it's not your fault, but you'll still feel guilty. Alt-rock icon, Liz Fair. That personal disaster wrote Guyville. So everything comes out of a dead end. And many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. Welcome to season nine of Next Question with me, Katie Couric. It is 2024, and we're going to get through this together, folks. My campaign promise to all of you here on Next Question is going to be a good time the whole time, we hope. I have some big news to share with you on our season premiere featuring Kris Jenner, who's got some words of wisdom for me on being a good grandmother, or in her case, a good lovey. 
you know, you start thinking of what you want your grandmother name to be. Like, are they going to call me grandma like I called my grandmother? So I got to choose my name, which is now Lovey. I'll also be joined by Hillary Clinton, Renee Fleming, Liz Cheney, to name a few. So come on in and take a break from the incessant negativity for a weekly dose of fascinating conversations. Some of them, I promise, will actually put you in a good mood. I loved it. Your energy and joy. I'm squeezing every minute I can for you out of this season of Next Question. Last question, I promise. You have to go. I have to go. (laughs) But it's been so fun. And I can't wait for you to hear it. Listen to Next Question with me, Katie Couric, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi there. I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. Welcome to Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. This week, I'm talking to the one and only Ryan Seacrest. Love the connection to people. I think at the core, what I get excited about, what gets me up in the morning, is connecting with people. In an unscripted, unvarnished way, is getting to to say something to them, hear back from them, know that I'm part of the routine, and I look forward to getting on the air. I look forward to it. In these exciting times, we're looking to the math, the strategy and analytics, and the magic, the creative spark more than ever. Listen to Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Breakfast Club. Good morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the God. We are the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Let's get in some front page news. Now, tonight, the Celtics take on the Heat in game one, 8.30 p.m. All right, who you got, Charlemagne? Who you got, Yee? The Heat. Oh, that's going to be a tough series, man. I mean, I, I'm, I'm going to go with the Celtics in the whole series, though. I, yeah, I, I'm going to go with the Celtics, I don't too. know who wins tonight, but I'm going with the, the Celtics to win the series. Celtics, yeah, I think the Celtics. Celtics are balling. All right, what else you got, Yeezy? All right, well, uh, Camden County has agreed to pay a $10 million settlement to a black man who was left paralyzed after an encounter with the police eight years ago. The lawsuit was filed by 29-year-old Xavier Ingram. Now, it's been years of litigation. There was a mistrial that was declared, and then a jury became deadlocked on whether the officers were responsible for his injuries. But when you hear this whole story, you're going to be like, this is disgusting. So the lawsuit accuses the officer of using unnecessary, unjustified, excessive force and of violating Ingram's right to be free of unlawful and unreasonable seizure as protected under the Constitution. Now, although all parties agreed to the settlement, attorneys for the county, uh, the police department, and the officers involved said the settlement was a business decision spearheaded by the insurance center. This all occurred on June 12, 2014. That's when Ingram, who is a resident of Camden County, encountered three county police officers who were on foot patrol. They were doing a sweep of an apartment complex. He said he encountered the officers as he was walking to a liquor store where he met up with a friend. When he exited the store, he was approached by the cops. He ran into the parking lot, and that's when he says they ran into the, out into the street and, and um, pursued him. He surrendered, laying on the ground with his hands in front of him. The two officers jumped on him and handcuffed him. He did not resist, but they are accused of stomping on the back of his neck and his back and then viciously striking him. One of the officers placed his boot on the back of his neck and intentionally stepped down forcefully, causing him excruciating pain as he was screaming for them to stop. He also accuses them of failing to provide medical care despite hearing him complain of pain in his neck that was extreme, and he said he couldn't feel his arms and legs. So all of this happened, and like I said, now he is paralyzed after this encounter with the police. Now they're trying to say that he slipped. 
He allegedly slipped and fell to the ground. That's what the cops are saying. And they said that they displayed composure throughout the incident and had the presence of mind to immediately render aid and summon medical assistance. But the defendants um, have maintained that he sustained his injury by slipping and falling. And he said they didn't touch him. Does that sound likely? This man is paralyzed mm. now. And according to um, according to even medical officers, they said that he had injuries to multiple areas of his cervical spine and they were sustained during an assault. These the medical documents say that. So mm, mm, mm. feels like that's impossible that he just slipped and fell. But he's finally getting a landmark $10 million settlement. But imagine that. Now you're paralyzed. It's not worth it. It's definitely not worth I'd it. I'd much rather uh, be able to the walk and mm-hmm. not be paralyzed and be sitting on $10 million. All right. Um, now, the founder of Honeypot, Beatrice Dixon, is speaking out. There was a lot of social media backlash, and that is because people were accusing her of having sold the company, and they said, dang, Honeypot went from black-owned to black-founded. That explains the rebrand, and they're also saying there are different ingredients now, uh, that it's no longer a... Uh, you know, organic, it's no longer plant-based. Well, here is what Beatrice Dixon had to say in response to the backlash. The honey pot has not been sold. It is all a lie and a rumor. I remain the owner, CEO, and chief innovation officer. We have evolved our washes. What we have not done is compromise what matters, which is being plant-derived, being pH balanced, and being backed by science. We realized that we should have communicated more directly to our humans. And to be honest, we had planned for a change to our formula that we were actually going to be launching later than what we did. And we were gonna share that with you. But based on all going on with the global supply chain, our plans had to accelerate. All right, so she posted, we have not sold. The wash formulation has evolved for good reason. And we have and always will serve humans with vaginas best full stop. Thank you for your grace and patience as I address this manner, but you can also email her directly, she posted, at beadixonceo, B-E-A Dixon CEO at thehoneypot.co for any questions, concerns. I swear, social media just be waiting for black people to slip up. Doesn't matter if they're businessmen or celebrities. Y'all just can't wait to spread bad news. Like, my wife uses mad honeypot products, so I see honeypot all the time. Beatrice has even been up here on the Breakfast Club before, but I've never seen this much chatter about them when they was doing the right things. Uh, which y'all deemed the right things, but as soon as they have, like, I guess one mishap, y'all all over them? That's ridiculous. Right, and, you know, the business has been growing. Yeah. From 2018 to 2019, their growth number was 382%. That's a huge jump. And I didn't see the chatter about Honey Pot like that when they was growing and doing, you know, things that y'all agreed with. But one time they yep. do something that y'all don't agree with, y'all jump out the window on them. And, and the crazy thing is, is with any business, especially with our businesses, there's growing pains. Like, we've never done a lot of these businesses before. There was no instruction manual. So a lot of times we're trying to figure it out as we go along. That's why we're you way behind a lot of these other companies and these other uh, people in their businesses. We're way behind. So we're trying to figure it out as we go along. You will lose your mind, can about what these Negroes think. You and I can me? tell you from my personal experience dealing with supply chain issues right now for my press juices, uh, drink fresh juice, that's been really challenging. It took me, like almost a year to even be able to do another run of juices just because of those issues even trying to get bottle caps or plastic or even in the juice bar trying to get cups and lids they limit the amount that you can even get because there's uh, so yes. much limited and things Everything. are a lot more expensive right now too so the people are trying to find alternative of, yeah. solutions because of how expensive it is to get your hands on some of these things you nope. see what's also going on with the um 
you know, with the baby um, formulas baby form and all of that. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. It got to the point yesterday where, you know, where we're starting our, our baby on, on fruit earlier because there is a shortage of formula. But everything, like you said, the bottle caps, you know, water, gas is so high. It's, it's everything is super duper expensive and we got to figure it out. But, you know, shout yeah. to them. I hope they get it together and whatever they Salute need to, to do. Salute to the honeypot. Yeah, mm-hmm. even with the coffee tins we have to get, they were such, we weren't able to sometimes fulfill certain things because we couldn't even get the tins. It's just been a lot. Uh, for business owners right now, so all I know is folks will whisper about your success and scream about your failures, your all so-called right. failures. Well, that is your front page news. Don't ever want to talk about nothing good you're doing, but as soon as you do something bad, it's all over the place. You can't wait to report about it and talk about it and hashtag it. All right, garbage. Well, let's open up the phone lines. Let's have this conversation. Michael Blackson and his wife, uh, his fiance, were doing an interview, and during the interview, they spoke about their relationship and how their sex life is. Rada, you allow, or should I say, accept Michael having one side chick a month. Um, why does that work for you? I've, I've been in a long-term relationship, and I've said this before. Um, you having sex with the same individual for years, it gets boring. And I just wanted some excitement in the bedroom. Michael, would that same arrangement work in Rada's case if she wanted to have one side piece a month as well? Uh, I mean, she's <laughs> allowed to have any female she wants. But, but- not a man? Not a man, because you don't want a man. I don't want to, we don't need another penis in a relationship. <laughs> so funny. Michael Blackson is crazy, man. All right, well, let's open up the phone lines. Would you do this in your relationship? Is that what we asking? No. Uh, That's yeah. my answer. Good question. <laughs> Damn, yeet. Nope. But 800, I'm with you though, yeet. 800-585-1051. Would you do this in your relationship? Fellas, if this was cool with your fiance and your wife, would you do that? Ladies, would you do this with your man? Let's talk about it. 800-585-1051, yeet. No. <laughs> it's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. <laughs> the Breakfast Club. Hey, my name's Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of On Purpose. I just had a great conversation with Michael B. Jordan, and you can listen to it right now. Michael is known for his performances in both film and television. His breakout role was in Fruitvale Station, playing Oscar Grant, which earned him widespread praise and numerous award nominations. His portrayal of Killmonger in Marvel's Black Panther, one of my favorites, further solidified his status as one of Hollywood's leading actors, earning him widespread acclaim for his complex and compelling performance. In our conversation, Michael really opens up. You're going to love listening to it. And I can't wait for you to check it out. The closest to getting what you want is always the hardest. It's always the feeling when you're getting ready to, you know, people give up right before they get what they've always wanted to get. People quit. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Every week on Talk Easy with Sam Fragoso, I invite an artist, writer, or politician to come to the table and speak from the heart in ways I imagine you haven't heard from them before. Some of my favorites are with Tom Hanks, Margaret Atwood, Questlove, Kate Blanchett, and Oscar Isaac. If that sounds like a varied group of people, it's because it is. I always wanted to make a show where one week we could sit with a politician like Beto or Rourke, the next an author like Min Jin Lee, or TV titans like Bill Hader and Quinta Brunson. Basically, this is a podcast driven by curiosity and an abundance of research conversations where people actually start to sound like people. In recent weeks, I sat with Dan Levy, Ava DuVernay, Benny Safdie, and the editor of The New Yorker, David Remnick. 
You can listen to Talk Easy with Sam Fragoso on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I hope to see you there. Imagine you ask two people the same exact set of seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including actress and star of the mega hit sitcom Friends, Courtney Cox. You can't go around it, so you just go through it. This is a roadblock. It's going to catch you down the road. Go through it. Deal with it. Comedian, writer, and star of the series Catastrophe, Rob Delaney. I shouldn't feel guilty about my son's death. He died of a brain tumor. It's part of what happens when your kid dies. Intellectually, you'll understand that it's not your fault, but you'll still feel guilty. Alt-rock icon, Liz Fair. That personal disaster wrote Guyville. So everything comes out of a dead end. And many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. Welcome to season nine of Next Question with me, Katie Couric. It is 2024, and we're gonna get through this together, folks. My campaign promise to all of you here on Next Question, it's going to be a good time the whole time, we hope. I have some big news to share with you in our season premiere featuring Kris Jenner, who's got some words of wisdom for me on being a good grandmother, or in her case, a good lovey. You know, you start thinking of what you want your grandmother name to be. Like, are they going to call me grandma like I called my grandmother? So I got to choose my name, which is now lovey. I'll also be joined by Hillary Clinton, Renee Fleming, Liz Cheney, to name a few. So come on in and take a break from the incessant negativity for a weekly dose of fascinating conversations. Some of them, I promise, will actually put you in a good mood. I loved it. Your energy and joy. I'm squeezing every minute I can for you out of this season of Next Question. Last question, I promise. You have to go. I have to go. (laughs) But it's been so fun. And I can't wait for you to hear it. Listen to Next Question with me, Katie Couric, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey fam, I'm Simone Boyce. I'm Danielle Robay. And we're the hosts of The Bright Side, a daily podcast from Hello Sunshine that's guaranteed to light up your day. Every weekday, we bring you conversations with the culture makers who inspire us. Like our recent episode with Hollywood royalty Regina and Raina King. We talked about the creative power of women's relationships. I feel like, thank God for women. Like, especially when it comes to Black women, the way we lean on our mothers, our grandmothers, our sisters, our friends. We're just each other's pulse. I mean... It's molecular, you know? Listen to The Bright Side from Hello Sunshine on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's topic time. Call 800-585-1051 to join into the discussion with The Breakfast Club. Talk about it. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee. Follow me, the guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Now, if you just joined us, we're talking about comedian Michael Blackson. Him and his fiance were doing an interview, and they were talking about their sex life. 
Rada, you allow, or should I say, accept Michael having one side chick a month. Um, why does that work for you? I've, I've been in a long-term relationship, and I've said this before. Um, you having sex with the same individual for years, it gets boring. And I just wanted some excitement in the bedroom. Michael, would that same arrangement work in Rada's case if she wanted to have one side piece a month as well? Uh, I mean, she's <laughs> allowed to have any female she wants. But, but not a man? Not a man, because she don't want a man. I don't want it. We don't need another penis in the relationship. Okay, okay. We're asking 800-585-1051. Could this work in your relationship? Would you do this in your relationship? Yee. No, absolutely not. If my boyfriend ever was with somebody else, it'd be over for us. So, nope. Even well, if you proposed would, it? That would, that would be cheating. I would He's asking it. if he I wants no, to. Yeah, but that's the, that's the thing. That's not cheating. Like, you, Cheat, cheat. So you, you, would, me, you would never propose no, for this. me, that wouldn't work, personally. Gotcha. It's fine if it works for other people. I just think sometimes opening the door for that just, you know, kind of opens the floodgates of Pandora's box for other things to happen. The next thing you know, where are the rules? Do I have to ask permission before I do it? Do I feel like right. it's okay? Am I allowed to speak to this person outside of you? Am I doing things when you're not around? And I just think that's a, a difficult thing to... But for some people, it works. Some people have open relationships. I just think in my grown age, no. Yeah, I agree with you. There's, there's no way in hell. Not not at all. And be too jealous. Yes, I am. Now, Charlamagne, would you open up that box? Um, I don't think so. Because, you know, you got to think about it, right? If, 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 you if don't you're, think if, so. So it's, well, because it's a chance. It's, well, it's a conversation. We're having a conversation. I, if, if, mm -hmm. if my wife even proposed that, I would think it's a trap. Because when she brings that to you and you say yes... She's going to be looking at you like, oh, you're not happy, you bored. When well, you been thinking about this before. Yeah, when the reality is, no, you just offered some other vagina, okay? <laughs> I oh, wasn't yeah, thinking it. about it before, but since you're offering. And some women do that because they want to be able to do other things, too. And that's the thing, right? As a man, I would be thinking that to my, I'd be mm -hmm. thinking, like, why is she proposing this? Is she already doing something? Is there something more she wants? So I'm cool. You know, the beauty of any long-term relationship is growing, evolving, and figuring out what keeps the pilot light lit. If another is what keeps the pilot light lit, Whoa. do your thing. What about if she wanted another penis in a relationship? I mean, the same rules apply. Like, you know, I, I don't, like, no. Like, if your relationship, if, that, if you want to clean it after she's with somebody else, you know, like one of our listeners, that's See, fine. Whatever you guys decide. That's too far. <laughs> but, I mean, listen, we, we we do live in an era of very non-traditional relationships. Like, people is acting like, you know, monogamy is dead. Like, people are really figuring out all of these different Polynesian sauce relationships. What's the word? Polyamorous. Poly. Polyamorous yeah. relationships. You know, uh, hey, whatever works for them. Monogamy is alive and well for me. All right. Well, let's go to the phone lines. Hello, who's this? Yeah, what's up? This is Simone from Savannah. Would you ever let oh. your man have a, 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 a one side chicken muff? No, no way. Not one a month. That's just that's just nasty. Okay, <laughs> so what about one every six months? What a year then? <laughs> like, but I mean, just to have maybe one every six months, maybe, you know, a couple of years, that's cool because um, on one hand, you know, everybody, like, three stones are like mainstream now. You know what I'm saying? A lot of people That's have true. that type of fetish, but it's really mainstream. Mm -hmm. I'm and telling you. Not, not just that, but like you're going to be doing more than freaking, honey. You're going to be running errands. You're going to be running grocery errands. shopping. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That shit works for me, too. So you getting to work up. I respect that. <laughs> yeah, it's more than just because you, you, I couldn't see having a threesome with a female that I don't have some type of feelings for. You know what I'm saying? Even if okay. you're just friends. 
Hey, that's real what you said though. Because if you've been in a relationship, yeah. for, if you've been in a relationship for a long time with a person, man, and you bring somebody else in a relationship, that woman got to offer more than just poom poom. Like you got to do exactly. something. <laughs> I thought it was just a once, anyway, once a month. I'm going to outdo her in the bedroom Plain. anyway. So you gonna really have to bring more to so the table. You son. want a slave? That's what you want. Mm, not a slave. God damn, Envy. Why? 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 Yeah, I mean, why? Get groceries. Why? Do this. Pick up the kids. Do this. Not a slave. Why you say slave? Right. Right. You want a nanny? Not even a nanny. <laughs> Just shut up, Envy. And some people want somebody that they have no interaction with after that. That no one knows. You're not gonna keep in contact. I guess it all depends on whatever conversation you have. I just wanted to record the show. Well, I, think, I don't think that's psycho. Like I think that's borderline on kind of a little bit like a psychological condition. But you cannot have this relationship with someone without having some type of relation. Not no once a month. That's kind of fake. Yeah, but, you I know what you're saying. Once in a blue moon, it's cool. I get what you're saying. I just wanted the record to show that we perfectly understood what she was describing. We didn't need Envy to put any label on it. <laughs> All right. Hello, who's this? Jesus Christ. Hey, this is Valencia. Hey, good morning. Hey, Valencia. Good morning. How are y'all? Blessed, good. black, and highly favored. Would you allow your Amen. partner to have a, a side piece once a month? No, I wouldn't. Okay, period. This, That's this it? Sounds, That's it. This sounds like a sad case of my man's going to do it anyway, and I'm going to act like it's okay. Damn. Okay. That's and real. there are some women who feel like that. They're like, look, men cheat, so you might as well just get used to it and let them do it. You'd rather know yeah, than not know. Not me. Not me. Mm -hmm. Plus, I've seen too much of them Thank damn you know. Twa movies, man. The All them movies? Pandora's box and Twa movies, they don't never end well. What is a Twa? Twa. twa. Uh, like a menage a Twa? Oh, 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 oh. Okay. Okay. Well, 800 585 1051. Michael Blackson and his fiance were doing an interview. They said this. Rather you allow, or should I say, accept Michael having one side chick a month. Um, why does that work for you? I've, I've been in a long-term relationship, and I've said this before. Um, you having sex with the same individual for years, it gets boring. And I just wanted some excitement in the bedroom. Michael, would that same arrangement work in Rada's case if she wanted to have one side piece a month as well? Uh, I mean, she's <laughs> allowed to have any female she wants. But, but not a man? Not a man, because she don't want a man. I don't want to. We don't need another penis in the relationship. Would you allow this in your relationship? No. Let's talk about it. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. <laughs> Call me. Add your opinion to the Breakfast Club top. Come on. 800-585-1051. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Now, if you just joined us, we're talking about Michael Blackson and his fiance. They did an interview and they spoke about their relationship. Rada, you allow, or should I say, accept Michael having one side chick a month. Um, why does that work for you? I've, I've been in a long-term relationship and I've said this before. Um, you having sex with the same individual for years, it gets boring. And I just wanted some excitement in the bedroom. Michael, would that same arrangement work in Rada's case if she wanted to have one side piece a month as well? Uh, I mean, she's <laughs> allowed to have any female she wants. But, but not a man? Not a man, because she don't want a man. I don't want We don't need another penis in the relationship. Would you allow this in your relationship? 800-585-1051, yee. I said no. I just, you <laughs> just know, I mean, it's no real explanation. I'm just not I'm doing not that. <laughs> well, let's go to the phone lines. Hello, who's this? Tiffany Hello? from Florida. Hey, good morning, mama. Good morning. Would you allow that in your relationship? Hell no. 
Period. <laughs> <laughs> She's with me. <laughs> no, 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 no. Uh-huh. Is, there, is there a reason? Because that will open up a can of worms that mm-hmm. you don't want in your relationship. I mean, look at Will and Jada. Look at T.I. and Tiny. Okay. We don't know nothing about them damn people. Yeah, we don't know that about but them. But we do know that. We got allegations against them, but had they not had somebody else in their bedroom, they wouldn't have had those. How you know? <laughs> but Will and Jada admitted, you know, Jada and Will admitted that. That what? That Jada was with August Alcina. That's not a secret. Yeah, but they were broken up at the time, according to them. And by the way, Will and Jada and T.I. and Tiny have both been together for a long time. Ma'am? Hello. <laughs> oh, you changed your voice. Hello, who's this? <laughs> what up? This is P-A-K-O. Okay. Would you allow this in your uh, relationship? Yeah, is this something you'd want to do? It could happen, but you got to have you one of them ugly girls. That got to be your man. Got to be an ugly girl. <laughs> ain't no pretty girl. Ain't no Gia. Ain't no Leaf in the left. That's why. Don't put my wife's name in or this one, brother. Just gotta be, or you got to be an ugly dude with some money. Okay, so hey, you're what? saying that if your main girl is ugly, then you can get away with it. It's most likely going to happen. Ain't no ye, ain't no Gia, ain't no Charlotte's hey. wife. None of that going to happen. But by the way, we keep saying get away with it, but it's the woman's idea. Like, Michael Blackson's wife is the one that is proposing this. She's right. the one that's letting I mean, him do I'm it. I'm talking about common folks, too. I'm talking about common folks. Michael Blackson, he got money, so this is going to happen regardless. Common folks, you gotta get you an ugly girl. Man, shut up, man. Get off our phone, man. This guy is so crazy. Hello, who's this? Good morning, this AJ. Good morning. Hey, AJ, good morning. Good morning. So, um, I, was, I love you guys this morning show. I I literally love listening to you guys every morning. My kids love listening to you guys, so I'm really happy to see me speaking to you guys right now. Good morning. We guys. happy that you we happy that you appreciate <laughs> us. So what's your, what's your comment? What you think? So my comment is, I know, I don't mind spicing up my marriage, but as far as an aside piece, no. We can bring another person every once in a blue moon, that's fine, but a side piece every once in a blue moon, no, can't happen. Did you drop the kids off yet? Did you drop the kids off yet? Oh yeah, I dropped my kids. Okay, off, just though. making sure. So, so basically, you saying like listening to this. you'll do it? You'll do a cheat meal, but not a side dish added to the diet every month. It's a cheat exactly. meal every now and then. Well, it ain't a cheat meal yeah. if she enjoys too. They right, it's a threesome. I mean? Yes. Right. What are y'all it's talking not, about? Right. It's not a, it's a, a metaphor. What are y'all talking? What are y'all talking about? Good luck, man. There's Jesus. No y'all went to college. It's a metaphor. It's a cheat meal. Two parties can eat the cheat meal. If you and your wife work out all the time and y'all decide to have a cheat meal on Saturday, it's together, guys. Come on. The word cheat just <laughs> threw us off. Yeah, yeah definitely do us. Yeah. Y'all don't work out. <laughs> you're right. But, we don't. But but you're right, man. <laughs> well, enjoy your cheat meal, mama. Now, what's the moral of the story? <laughs> The moral of the story is, man, just do what works for you. Because there will always be somebody who thinks differently. So, I mean, if it works for you, it works for you. That's it. All right. We got rumors on the way, Yee? Yes, let's talk about Freddie Gibbs and allegedly Benny the Butcher. There was a situation in Buffalo, and Freddie Gibbs ended up, a lot of people beating up on him. But he still performed after. We'll tell you what happened. All right. We'll get into that when we come back. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Town Girls. Hello. Hello. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Good morning. What's happening? Good morning, man. How y'all feel out there? I'm broadcasting from New Hampshire today. Um, I had to renew my passport. And if you have to renew your passport, if you're traveling, just remember that if your passport expires within six months, they won't let you leave the country. So 
Uh, the only appointment I could make was in Honolulu, Puerto Rico, and New Hampshire. Everything else was, I couldn't get an appointment anywhere. So I had to drive to New Hampshire, which is usually about a four hour drive. But yesterday, I guess there was a storm and traffic and everything. It took us about seven and a half. Well, sound like you need a passport to get where you're going. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm happy New you Hampshire. got there. And I hope you well, get your passport. I didn't get passport. the passport yet. I'm in New Hampshire, though. Oh, so and shout to, out to anybody in New Hampshire. And today, if anybody has to be, I did a little role in a movie that's out today. It's called Who You With. Shout out to my guy, Dennis Reed from Detroit. So it's a Detroit movie for sure. So make sure you guys uh, check that out. Shout out to Cat is Magical. She's starring in the movie. I play her best friend. But um, it's pretty cool. Okay. And Monet, who actually wrote it. Okay. And, and listen, I want to tell people, man, um, go to MTV.com. You know, the MTV Movie and TV Awards is uh, is coming next month. And uh, I'm nominated for Best Host. Hey, for my for, for Yeah, for my work on my late night talk show, The God's Honest Truth. All right now. Which will be back really, 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 really soon. So, uh, yeah, go vote for me um, for Best Host on MTV.com. Go to MTV.com and go to the MTV Movie and TV Awards and and vote for your Uncle Charlotte for, for best host. All right. Yeah, we got our rumors on the way easy. Yes, and we're going to be talking about some beef. Freddie Gibbs uh, comments on his chain being snatched and other things that happened in Buffalo. Lord and Brandy beefing with Jack Harlow. All right. We'll get into all that when we come back. It's the breakfast. Uh, it's just in. All the gossip. gossip. The rumor report. Gossip. With Angela, Angela Yee. It's the rumor report. The Breakfast Club. Well, Jack Harlow was trending after he did not realize that Brandy and Ray J were siblings. Here's the original audio. Brandy and Ray J are siblings? <laughs> Nobody's ever told me that in my life. Well, Brandy went to social media and said, I will murk this dude and rap at 43 on his own beats and then sing his ass to sleep. Okay. Then she says, see, I can have a little fun too. He <laughs> he, it's all love. That's pretty funny though, because people were like, what? Oh my God, Brandy's She beating. chose violence, yes. <laughs> uh, she was joking. Yeah. All right, now Freddie Gibbs, he performed in Buffalo after allegedly Benny the Butcher's crew jumped him. There's video footage of this available, and somebody had tweeted out, I just saw Freddie Gibbs get beat up, and his chain took while I was eating in Buffalo, New York. And uh, the person tweeted out, chain off video, Freddie Gibbs is running, and his security didn't help. So, Freddie Gibbs, on the other hand, did take the stage later that night. He did have some noticeable lumps on his face. His eye was swollen. People were wondering why his face looked injured. But when that, um, you know, that text message from him surfaced online, he said, 20 and words deep, this all they did, couldn't even take my ish. And then he had his bunny rabbit pendant that was online. He said, tell them M-words come harder next time. And he still did go ahead and perform. Here's what Freddie Gibbs had to say about rumors about his chain being snatched. I stole your producer, stole your and I'm here buying new shit with my baby mama child support money. You see it, bitch, blanket. Monday, May 16th. <laughs> the jewelry is here. Produce the stolen jewelry. rabbit. Produce the stolen rabbit. Produce the stolen jewelry that you say that you got, man. Being a street rapper got to be exhausting. I mean, so much to prove all the time. Walking around with your chest out, leading with your ego. Always got to be tough. Nobody got time for that. And Freddie should be lucky he's alive. Like, I saw that video. You got jumped by that many people. Anything can happen. Right, yeah, and I didn't even know, them, me neither, because yeah, well, they have songs together. They were supposed to, at one point, do an album together, so I don't know where this all started from. Now, people were trying to figure out where this whole issue between the two of them, who basically have been, you know, colleagues, done music together, seems like they was cool at one point, so they go back to um, different things that happened, and here is uh, Freddie Gibbs telling people to keep his name out of their mouth. They said working with Freddie Gibbs came and went. Man, I know some other that came and went to 
Just keep my name out your mouth, man, when y'all talking to people who are doing interviews. Just say next question, man. I don't want to talk about that, man. Just say next motherfucking question. All I know is, Freddie, it's never too, too late to pivot, my brother. You're going to be 40 this year. That's too old to be trying to prove, you know, you gangster. And where's these rappers' security? And well, how I was, mean, there was a lot of people, and they were in Buffalo. 20 people on your ass. There was a you lot of people. Secure. You, go secure? Yeah, you, but, got, um, you got you one of these Israeli trained armed security guards to let that thing start flying. But that audio was <laughs> Benny the Butcher on Spotify's Most Necessary Live Interview, and... That was him discussing a possible collaboration with Freddie Gibbs. He said it came and went, and that's when Freddie Gibbs said, you know, to keep my name out your mouth, just say next question, keep it moving after that. And how was Freddie able to count all those people? I can understand if it was three or four, but he knew it was 20? And how do we know Benny the Butcher? Had, how do we know Benny the Butcher had anything to do with this? I mean, I understand it was in Buffalo, but that's how why do I said know? allegedly. That's what yeah. people are saying. It's alleged that it was Benny the Butcher's crew. That's what people were saying. We don't know that that's true. Because Freddie do be he be having a lot of smoke. It seemed like. Same and maybe they people. felt like it's Buffalo, and then the two of them have been having this back and forth. They've they've written stuff to each other on social media. Who knows? No, I didn't know it was that serious. I'm, I, yeah, I'm not gonna just put that on. It feels like something Benny that could have been squashed with a conversation, but who knows? Yeah, I'm just not gonna just stick that on Benny just because it was in his in his town. All right, now Kim Kardashian is on the cover of Sports Illustrated swimsuit issue. So is Ciara, by the way. Uh, so is Yumi Nu and Mae Musk. So I'll, I'll break it down for you now. Kim Kardashian wrote a letter to herself. Uh, for the issue, she penned a letter to her younger self where she gives herself a little advice. She said, it's easy to say, just ignore the criticism. But another thing you'll learn is that at some point it will click in your head that it's not about you anymore. It's about family. It's about helping other people. Uh, for years, you'll be putting yourself out there, but you're going to become a more private person. And you're going to come to realize that the way to get your story out there, the actual narrative, the truth isn't by engaging, but by doing. So that was a letter to her younger self. Um, now, Sierra is also on uh, the cover of the swimsuit issue as well. And her husband, Russell Wilson, said that is something that she's always wanted. So congratulations to her. Okay. He also wrote a, a tribute to his wife as part of this year's cover story. He said, that's what my wife does. She inspires people because she connects with them. She tilts rooms when she walks into them. It really seems like all the furniture just slides her way. That is so sweet. Um, in addition, model and activist Mae Musk is on the cover. She's 74 years old, by the way, so she's the oldest swimsuit cover model. And then Yumi Nu is also part of this year's cover class, and she is what's considered a curvy model. She made history as the first Asian curve model to grace the pages of Sports Illustrated Swimsuit. Now she's on the cover. So those are the four covers, and that hit stands on May 19th. I'm Angela Yee, and that is your rumor report. Uh, who are you giving that donkey to? Man, I need... Uh a relative of that thug, Peyton Gendron's, um, to come to the front of the congregation. Her name is Sandra. Sandra, what is her name? Sandra Komaroff. She needs to come to the front of the congregation. We'd like to have a word with her. All right, we'll get to that next. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. Audible is a place for audio inspiration. It's audiobooks, originals, and podcasts from artists, writers, and innovators at the top of their game. Start listening when you sign up for a free 30-day trial at audible.com. Hey, my name's Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of On Purpose. I just had a great conversation with Michael B. Jordan, and you can listen to it right now. Michael is known for his performances in both film and television. His breakout role was in Fruitvale Station, playing Oscar Grant, which earned him widespread praise and numerous award nominations. 
His portrayal of Killmonger in Marvel's Black Panther, one of my favorites, further solidified his status as one of Hollywood's leading actors, earning him widespread acclaim for his complex and compelling performance. In our conversation, Michael really opens up. You're going to love listening to it, and I can't wait for you to check it out. The closest to getting what you want is always the hardest. It's always the feeling when you're getting ready to, you know, people give up right before they get what they've always wanted to get. People quit. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Every week on Talk Easy with Sam Fragoso, I invite an artist, writer, or politician to come to the table and speak from the heart in ways I imagine you haven't heard from them before. Some of my favorites are with Tom Hanks, Margaret Atwood, Questlove, Kate Blanchett, and Oscar Isaac. If that sounds like a varied group of people, it's because it is. I always wanted to make a show where one week we could sit with a politician like Beto or Rourke, the next an author like Min Jin Lee, or TV titans like Bill Hader and Quinta Brunson. Basically, this is a podcast driven by curiosity and an abundance of research. Conversations where people actually start to sound like people. In recent weeks, I sat with Dan Levy, Ava DuVernay, Benny Safdie, and the editor of The New Yorker, David Remnick. You can listen to Talk Easy with Sam Fragoso on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I hope to see you there. Imagine you ask two people the same exact set of seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver. And this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including actress and star of the mega hit sitcom Friends, Courtney Cox. You can't go around it, so you just go through it. This is a roadblock. It's going to catch you down the road. Go through it. Deal with it. Comedian, writer, and star of the series Catastrophe, Rob Delaney. I shouldn't feel guilty about my son's death. He died of a brain tumor. It's part of what happens when your kid dies. Intellectually, you'll understand that it's not your fault, but you'll still feel guilty. Alt-rock icon, Liz Fair. That personal disaster wrote Guyville. So everything comes out of a dead end. And many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. Welcome to season nine of Next Question with me, Katie Couric. It is 2024, and we're going to get through this together, folks. My campaign promise to all of you here on Next Question is going to be a good time the whole time, we hope. I have some big news to share with you in our season premiere featuring Kris Jenner, who's got some words of wisdom for me on being a good grandmother, or in her case, a good lovey. You know, you start thinking of what you want your grandmother name to be. Like, are they going to call me grandma like I called my grandmother? So I got to choose my name, which is now Lovey. I'll also be joined by Hillary Clinton, Renee Fleming, Liz Cheney, to name a few. So come on in and take a break from the incessant negativity for a weekly dose of fascinating conversations. Some of them, I promise, will actually put you in a good mood. I loved it. Your energy and joy. I'm squeezing every minute I can for you out of this season of Next Question. Last question, I promise. You have to go. I have to go. <laughs> but it's been so fun. And I can't wait for you to hear it. Listen to Next Question with me, Katie Couric, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi there. I'm Bob Pittman, chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. 
Welcome to Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. This week, I'm talking to the one and only Ryan Seacrest. Love the connection to people. I think at the core, what I get excited about, what gets me up in the morning is connecting with people in an unscripted, unvarnished way. It's getting to, to say something to them, hear back from them, know that I'm part of the routine, and I look forward to getting on the air. I look forward to it. In these exciting times, we're looking to the math, the strategy and analytics, and the magic, the creative spark more than ever. Listen to Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Breakfast. This is a miracle. There is no question that there are problems in this country between police and right, community. Guys. Yes, you okay. are a donkey. The latest on that police killing of a black man. Now to new developments in the deadly spa shooting rampage. Um, and yesterday was a really bad day for him, and this is what he did. And so uh, we are in a state of emergency. Yes, we are. Okay, white supremacist violence is and always has been the number one threat to our society. But I'm also very proud that my wife is white. Lord have mercy. The Breakfast Club, bitches. All right, Charlene, please tell me, why was I your donkey of the day? Donkey today for Tuesday, May 17th, goes to 68-year-old Sandra Komaroff. Do you know who Sandra Komaroff is? Of course not, but I'm going to tell you. She is a relative of the cold-blooded, racist, bigoted murderer, Peyton Gendron. If you don't know who Peyton Gendron is, he's the 18-year-old thug who decided to go into a tops-friendly market and take the life of 10 black people in Buffalo, New York this past weekend, sending healing energy to the families of the victims. Uh, I can't even begin to feel and don't ever want to feel what y'all are going through right now. But Sandra Komaroff is the cousin of this thugs, okay? Peyton's mom and uh, she, I don't, I don't even know who asked her and why she did, but she decided to give her thoughts on why she felt like he, Peyton, committed the murders that he did. Uh, she was talking to the New York Post and she said, and I quote, I have no idea how he could have gotten caught up in this. I blame it on COVID. Now, listen, we have blamed COVID for a lot of things and rightfully so. But one thing we're not going to blame COVID for is racism. OK, we're not going to blame COVID for bigotry unless COVID is cold for the American way. There is no logical reason to blame this on COVID. But what I, but I will continue. Uh, Sandra Komarov said Peyton was very paranoid about getting COVID, extremely paranoid to the point that his friends were saying he would wear a hazmat suit to school. Listen, what was the key thing they told us to do to avoid getting COVID? Uh, what was the reason all of us was in the house quarantining, working from home? Why did Zoom get so popular? Two words, five syllables, social distancing, okay, which means to avoid people. And if you do get near people, stay six feet away. Going to a supermarket to randomly kill black people is not social distancing. In fact, if you were really scared of COVID and stayed your ass home, then those beautiful people who were killed in top supermarket would be alive today. Okay, Sandra. His mama's cousin continued and said Peyton got COVID a few weeks ago. He went to a family function with a respirator mask on and he totally wasn't going to get COVID and then he got COVID. I know what y'all thinking. I know what y'all thinking. All the people who passed the COVID, COVID didn't take the right one out. I know, I know. Okay, Sandra, his mama's cousin said they were vaxxed to the max. That's her exact words. That's really what she said. And I don't know if it was a bad case. I just know he caught it. She is stressing that he bought into the fear of COVID. She is claiming that isolation and paranoia over COVID could have caused him to commit this massacre. Let me tell you something. It's no secret I suffer from bad anxiety. Okay, a lot more manageable now because of therapy and other mindfulness techniques I've been practicing over the years. So, you know, 
under the, I understand being under the fear of isolation and uh, paranoia, but what that got to do with being racist? Okay, what that got to do with being a bigot? All right, his mama, his mama cousin said that's the only way to say it. And when you're home all day on the internet, you're missing out on human contact. <laughs> There's a lot of emotions and a lot of body language you're not getting as when you see their face. Again, what the F does this have to do with your 18-year-old thug-ass cousin Peyton being a racist, bigoted, mass murderer? Then her husband David chimed in and said, in theory, COVID could have affected what they call the lizard brain? <coughs> oh, all you YouTube conspiracy theorists out there, I think he's admitting that Peyton is potentially a blood-drinking, flesh-eating, shape-shifting, extraterrestrial, reptilian humanoid with only one objective, and that's murder. Her husband said, I can't say it's impossible, but maybe that would happen one out of so many millions of times. What the hell are they even talking about? Don't nobody get the benefit of the doubt like a white man in America. Okay, Peyton was a racist bigot who wanted to kill black people. Full stop. Okay, that's it. It's a story as old as time. And by his time, I mean in the history of this country. Peyton just carrying on tradition. This is an oldie, not goodie. Okay, Sandra said, I don't understand the racist thing because my family is the farthest thing from racist. I've never heard a racist comment from him, from his parents. It's almost like he just snapped. Something in him broke. No, something in Peyton activated. Okay, I don't know if people are inherently evil, but I do not and will not ever understand racism, okay? Can you imagine hating someone simply because they aren't the same race as you? You think your race is, is superior, mine is inferior, therefore you get to decide whether I live or die? The thing that saddens me the most about this is that it's never gonna stop. There is no cure for racism. There is no cure for hate. There is no cure for bigotry. I think a lot of us have been waiting for old people with that racist mentality to die, but this thug Peyton Gendron was 18. So it seems like it's a never-ending cycle, and sadly, we're going to have to deal with this forever, and the Internet don't make it any better. You know, uh, uh, Sandra uh, said, I don't know where he went online, the dark web, and he got into some nasty stuff. No, he got into some American stuff. He found his tribe. And since this country doesn't, you know, want to teach the real history of America, thugs like Peyton buy into false narratives online, lies online, misinformation online, like white replacement theory, okay, that puts fuel on their racist fire. Look, America, we can't hear what we don't reveal. And hell, when it comes to racism, even when it's revealed, I don't think it can be healed. Like I said before, there is no cure for racism. There is no cure for hate. There is no cure for bigotry. It's a never-ending American cycle that always has been and sadly always will be. And until we can deal with the truth of that matter, nothing, and I mean nothing, will change. Dave and Sandra, I need you both to shut the F up forever. Okay, COVID has taken a lot of lives. But as far as I know, it hasn't caused anyone to take them. Okay, isolation and paranoia has caused people during COVID to take their own life. But isolation and paranoia, as far as I know, hasn't caused anyone to take other people's lives. Okay, there is only one disease that caused your murderous, thug-ass, bigoted-ass relative Peyton to do what he did. And that disease is racism. In the words of Albert Einstein, racism is America's greatest disease. Racism is a disease of the white man. End quote. And sadly, uh, I don't think it's a cure for it. Please give Sandra and David Komaroff. Matter of fact, let uh, Kathy Griffin give Sandra and David Komaroff the biggest hee-haw. Please give this giant jar of mail the biggest hee-haw. All right. And I don't even know if Albert Einstein said that quote. 
That's who the quote is attributed to, but I like the quote. Okay. Yeah. All right. Now, when we come back, Christian Smalls will be joining us. Chris Small, he's uh, he's the president and founder of the Amazon Labor Union, and we're going to talk to him when we come back. All right? So don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Same. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. We got a special guest in the building. President of the Amazon Labor Union. That's right, Chris Small. Welcome, brother. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Good morning, brother. Now, How are now, you, man? I'm good. I'm, I'm good. good. You know, very uh, excited to be here. And, um, you know, just tell tell all the people, the good people, the story of of how we got here. Well, let's let's start. Why did uh, Amazon need a, a labor union? Well, you know, I worked for the company for almost five years. You still work for them? No, no longer. No, you got fired? Got fired uh, in 2020 when I let a walk out outside of uh, Staten Island. Um, and that's the reason why I continue to advocate it for uh, the workers' rights because uh, what happened to me shouldn't have happened. And um, I didn't want to see it happen to anybody else. So uh, going back to that same facility and starting a union um, over a year ago, um, you know, we were successfully able to be the, become the first union in American history. Why well, did they fire you? Uh, basically, uh, they fired me after I let a walk out over COVID-19, you know, and I was working there as a supervisor. Um, we had no PPE. We were deemed essential workers. Um, and we were shipping it out. No, no, uh, facial masks in the building, no cleaning supplies. Wow. And, um, you know, I tried to go through the private channels, um, going through HR, going to the upper management and they neglected it. They didn't listen to us. They didn't listen to me. And at the end of the week, I decided to take further action. And uh, when I let that walk out, I was fired um, two hours later. How many people walked out that day? Um, well, uh, the reports say that it was less than a uh, hundred people, but uh, I'm gonna stick to what it was. You know, we uh, we staged it to make it seem like it was more than a lot, uh, more than a, a few hundred people, only because we knew that uh, we had a short amount of time. So I got about a good 50, 60 people to walk out. That's a lot. That's a lot at any job. Yeah. 50, 60 people. What, what, were the, what were the work conditions other than COVID at Amazon that, you know, made you and your coworkers feel like we got to do this? Well, these buildings are massive. They have 14 NFL football fields. Um, you know, I used to tell my new hires, if you have a gym membership, cancel it because you're doing 10 to 12 hours of calisthenics. Um, <laughs> we work, we walk 10, we walk uh, 30 to 60 miles a day. Um, wow. We only get a 30 to 45 minute lunch. Um, you're working 10 to 12 hours a day. And um, you're, you're on productivity the moment you clock in. So, um, you know, you have to prepare yourself physically and mentally to work there. Hmm. Amazon didn't take this seriously at first, right? And I saw they sent out an email that got leaked where the uh, Amazon chief counsel said you were not smart nor articulate. So yeah. um, what were your thoughts when you heard that? Well, it was definitely uh, disheartening because uh, Jeff Bezos, who at the time was the richest man in the world, he signed off on that. And um, at that time, he was making uh, $13 billion a day, uh, $9 million an hour, and almost four. Forty-five hundred a second, and not getting taxed for it, right? Not no taxes, not, no taxes, and um, to try to smear somebody like me who's making you know less than forty thousand dollars a year, um, just for trying to speak up and protect um, you know, the workers, it's definitely disheartening, and um, obviously it motivated me to continue uh, fighting and advocating for workers. And and you know you did you did get fired for your your activism. How how did you prove it was retaliation for the walkout? Or did you ever prove it? my case was dismissed so you know there's no justice for me mm -hmm. you know so um by proving it was just telling the truth you know i think people um 
you know, gravitated to my story mm -hmm. just by me telling the truth. You know, I was a worker there that invested my blood, sweat, and tears into the company trying to move up, um, and I never got the opportunity. And it's because of the system that they have there. And when I got fired, I realized that, you know, I was uh, trying to give my all to a company that didn't really care about me. And uh, I think a lot of people realize that, that Amazon, you know, they reap the benefits of our communities, but they don't really um, uplift the black and brown workers that work there. How did you feel after you got fired, like when you got the news? Um, I definitely, you know, I went into uh, a little bit of a, a funk. You know, it was uh, the middle of a pandemic. I just lost my main source of income, my health insurance. You know, I have children. So I lost everything. So, at that, of course, in that moment, I felt like, you know, um, my life is over in, mm -hmm. in a sense. But then I got a call from um, Reverend Jesse Jackson, and that really, like, motivated me when he called me. Because I didn't even know how he, I still don't know how he got my number to this day. Mm -hmm. uh, he just called me, and he pretty much gave me, like, a motivational um, speech to keep going. I saw in the New York Times that you managed to raise 120000 at the time to make sure that people could protest, could be outside, could, you know, eat and everything. But they said that Amazon spent $4.3 million, and that was on anti-union consultants. That's yeah. insane. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they pay these uh, union persuaders and union busters um, somewhere between three to $10,000 a day to try to walk around the warehouses stopping us from forming a union. Mm. So over the course of the year, yeah, that's so, how much so money they pay somebody just to walk around the buildings just to make sure you guys are not having conversations or, or rallying the troops? Yeah, pretty that's much. Crazy. Pretty much, yeah. Um, any any conversation around labor, union, you know, that's, that's what their job is to bust it up. You know, we call them union busters. So that union does still exist in that facility? Absolutely. We won. We okay. won on April 1st. Um, we represent the 8,300 workers there. So how, how did you know how to, to, to create a, a, a union and to start a labor union? Like, Google! Well, what was the process of that? Yeah, um, who creates unions in 2022? Um, we, Smart people. You know, mm -hmm. we uh, we definitely had to do a lot of research and homework, and I had to learn a lot of the labor laws. Um, thank God I was able to get a pro bono lawyer to help us out in the beginning. Who's um, that lawyer, man? Shout him out. Uh, Seth Goldstein. Fact, shout out Seth. Free, but go ahead. Yeah, um, he uh, definitely guided us um, into, you know, trying to file certain ULPs. Um, the other was just us. You know, we created this union from scratch, you know, the Amazon Labor Union. Um, and we wanted to represent the workers. So we know the ins and outs of the company. We know the grievances. We live these uh, realities. So for us, we, we formed something that would benefit us. And what's the goal of the Amazon Labor Union? Well, we have, uh, you know, we have to get a contract. And in our contract, we're fighting for, you know, uh, a better quality of life overall, which is $30 an hour, job security, uh, better medical leave options, longer breaks, uh, pension, free college for yourself and your children, um, and make everybody a shareholder again, something they stopped in 2018. Now wow. that the case was dismissed, what happens about the retaliation? Well, I have a chance to appeal, you know, which um, I have to talk to my lawyers about. And, um... You know, we we'll probably will do that, but in the, in the meantime, for me, you know, you know, my justice is pretty much just fighting with the union. You know, um, I already seen that uh, the legal aspect of it doesn't always go in our favor, especially being a black man. Uh, you can forget about it, you know. So I'm just trying to organize until you know I see that some systemically it will be changed. I wonder why they changed. Uh, why they stopped letting people be shareholders to save the company money? You know, I used to bring home. Uh, almost three shares a year. So um, they stopped that in 2018 when they gave everybody 
the minimum wage of fifteen fifty. Wow. You still have your shares? No, of course not. They they just took them away. I well, I had to you know I had to use them when I oh got gotcha, you got gotcha, you got gotcha. you. All right, we got more with Chris Small when we come back. He is the president and founder of the Amazon Labor Union. And we're going to talk to him some more. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We're still kicking it with Chris Small. He is the president and founder of the Amazon Labor Union. Yee. Has this been a catalyst for other uh, facilities to also unionize? Absolutely. You know, ever since we won, uh, we've been contacted by every building in the country already. And, um... You know, that list grows every day, even overseas from South Africa to India, Australia, Canada, South America. They all reached out to us. Um, they're all watching us and they're rooting for us. So it's amazing to see. People are calling this a David versus Goliath type mm-hmm. of story. When did you realize the impact this would have just nationally? Pretty much uh, from the beginning. You know, I realized uh, over a year ago when we first started that, um, you know, we wasn't getting the attention that we needed. But I, I know that we had something that was working because, you know, for us, we were signing up workers every day and we were successfully able to sign up over 4,000 workers. And I knew that we had something special, you know, for a brand new union that has you no know, no established backing and no resources um, to connect with those people the way we did. Um, I knew that it was going to be big uh, once we got to the election, and it was. My barber put me onto your... Uh... A couple of uh, weeks ago, and he was he was very impressed and very proud of you. And the reason was he was like, "Cause Chris doesn't change for nobody." It was like, you know, I'm sure they they tried to fight you and say, "We want you to put on a suit. We want you to do yeah. this." But he was like, he doesn't he he doesn't fall. He he stands on his his, his own. Uh, how difficult was it? Cause I know I'm sure people wanted you to change you and, and to look this way or to wear a suit or to talk like that or to take the fronts out. So yeah. how difficult was it for you? And, and how much feedback? Well, for those who know me, like for since I was you know, young adult, they know that this is who I am as a person. They know this, who I was. Even Amazon knew that, you know, I came to work like this every day. And uh, back since uh, 2015, and um, I told the White House the same thing when I went to the White House, you know, they going to invite me, I'm coming as is. Mm-hmm. And um, I think that's important to be yourself. Did you meet Joe Biden when you were there? Yeah. Yeah, I met I, the president. I didn't see this, I'm just kidding. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I met the president, mm-hmm. I met uh, the vice president, I met the secretary of labor. Also had to school a couple of Republicans. But, I saw that in the Senate here. <laughs> you know, but that's what it's about. It's like, you know, people want you to change and uh, fit the status quo. But for me, I'm representing the workers. I'm representing the community that I come from. And I think that's important to be who you are as a person. How, how was your experience at the Senate here? It, it definitely was uh, something that I thought I would never be a part of. But, um, you know, to be there and to represent the workers and uh, to bring my actual union members there to share that experience. It was uh, it was definitely powerful. Mm-hmm. And um, I wasn't, you know, I was there on a the mission to make sure that um, I'm talking about the issues. So to get that opportunity was definitely great. And w- what were you f- hoping to get across? Like, what were you hoping to, once you, when you left that situation, what were you hoping to get out of? Well, uh, to, number one, hold Amazon accountable. Um, you know, the government gave Amazon $10 billion and um, this is the same company. This is the same Democrats that claim that they stand with workers' rights. That's right. So we can't have that. You know, we can't have them uh, saying that they stand with workers, but then you're giving the company that's, you know, stopping workers from organizing and firing workers and destroying people's lives, uh, you know, billion-dollar bailouts. So, you know, my, my uh, reason for going there was to advocate for that and also make a demand that uh, the company needs to recognize our union as well. They Amazon, they, they, you know they bailed out Jeff Bezos' space yeah. firm? 
a ten yeah. billion dollar bailout crazy. for Jeff Bezos' space firm. Right, for somebody that don't pay taxes and um, for his Amazon again, stuff. Oh, he got it. He's the richest man in no, the world. He got it. Got it. Right. <laughs> I was gonna ask, did they ever? Did Jeff Bezos or Amazon ever try to when it was getting too loud? Did they ever just say, you know what? Can we just cut you a check to shut up, or can we just cut you a check to walk away? Did they ever try that with you? You know, uh, they they did offer a settlement a couple weeks ago, but it was it was disrespectful. Oh, <laughs> so so the settlement was disrespectful, right? It was something that I would never. Even if they did, I wouldn't even take the money because it's not even about the money to me. What was it? Can you say? Or you don't want to say? No, I can't say it. But okay. um, you know, I just say that it wasn't it wasn't even enough for me to even come to the table. Didn't they get you? They, they got you arrested, right? You and a couple other organizers. They got you arrested for trespassing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was delivering food to the workers, something I'd done every day throughout our campaign. And um, that day they chose to escalate things and uh, wow. I was arrested. Wow. Outside wow. the building you were delivering? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. For people listening, if they're in a situation where they're like, okay, we need to form a union, what are the steps to do something like that that you would tell them? So you need, uh, to get started, you need 30% of your, your workforce. So depending on where you work at, for example, if you work at like uh, uh, Starbucks, um, another place that's been unionizing mm-hmm. a lot you know if they have 10 workers there they need 30 percent to uh, form or file a petition once you file that petition you need 50 percent to vote yes um and then you can pretty much bargain for your your unit really yeah. simple but a lot of people don't know that okay mm-hmm. but you know you, you know uh on the outside or, or just another business when you finish with this you really should think about doing a course on how to do it because a lot of times we just don't know how yeah. and teaching other brothers and other sisters how to do it can benefit them a lot with their journey and their career and their life and their families. It's, it's great because it's when you see something like this, you'd be like, gosh, like the amount of homework, the amount of learning, the amount of stuff that you had to do to understand and learn all this is is, is pretty damn amazing, man. Thank you. Yeah, I intend to. You know, that's what we uh, plan on doing, you know, with this national call that we have. You know, now that every building reached out to us, we want to teach everybody how to get started. Even write a book, bro. Yeah. What Question. do you think is a good salary? For a, a Amazon worker, like, what would you think is a good livable wage well, yearly? A yearly, um, at least fifty. Okay, at least fifty. You know, okay. um, and that's that's after taxes. You know, so like a hundred, well, eighty, no, seventy. Well, New York's what forty percent. Well, no, yeah. Yeah. Well, it depends on how much you make when you. Depends on how much you make. Yeah, I was gonna ask you. You know, when you got the White House, did you see the person that Joe Biden was trying to shake? When you know, when you're trying to shake a hand and there was nobody there, did you see that person at all? When? What was this? Never mind. (laughs) It's Chris Moore, ladies and gentlemen, the president of the Amazon Labor Union, and we appreciate you. Know anytime you need to come back, come on back. Yeah, pull up, man. Let this be your platform. Let this be your bully pulpit. No, definitely. You know, I appreciate y'all inviting me up here. It's important that uh, the black community, the black and brown community, definitely stand behind this movement because we make up the majority of the workforce, no matter where we are in the country. And I remember Nina Turner was here and was like, you got to get him on. So we're glad that you came Shout out to Nina. Yeah, Marianne too. Marianne Williamson too. She was speaking very highly of you. Absolutely. I love both of them. All right. Well, it's Chris Small. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne Tha God. We are The Breakfast Club. Let's get to the rumors. Huh? I just want you to know the Pentagon is revealing the truth about UFO uh, files in in a rare Senate hearing today. Just want to throw that out there. So look alive, people. The humbling of humans is about to commence. All right. Well, let's get to the rumors. Let's talk NBA young boy. This is the Rumor Report with Angela Yee. Rumor has it. Rumor has it. On the Breakfast Club. So listen up. Nah, nah, nah.
According to DJ Academics, Young Boy has the opportunity to re-up with Atlantic Records because his deal is over soon, but he turned down a $25 million offer. He said that NBA Young Boy is leaving. He will not be re-signing. He didn't like their offers. He said, I can tell you they offered him like $25 million. He turned it down. He don't want it. He's good. He don't want the money. He doesn't want to be in a record deal anymore with Atlantic. He wants to be completely free. He wants to be independent. He wants to do his thing. I respect it. He's making a lot of money off YouTube, right? Yeah, and off mm-hmm. his music too, period. I mean, he's a huge artist. So, yeah, he's, he, hey. he definitely do. He's definitely to that point where he can, he's been to that point. Young boy, if you want any, and merch, if you want any more energy to 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 move, I didn't even know you was on Atlantic. I had no idea Young boy was signed to a major label this whole time. Yeah, he's been on Atlantic. I had no idea. Mm-hmm. You know what? I, I I did not know. I didn't know that either. I thought he was independent this whole time. I did too. You don't remember him ranting about Atlantic and saying how they were blackballing I mean, but yeah, him but that's when I first started. They didn't take down his music. They put his, uh, they took his. Yeah, but, but that's when I first started realizing like, oh, he signed to a major? I had no idea. All right, now shout out to Bad Bunny. His Spanish language songs have broken a record. This week, he has four songs in the top 10 of the Hot 100, all in Spanish. It's the first time two or more all Spanish language songs have simultaneously, simultaneously ranked together on that chart. So congratulations to Bad Bunny. So what causes that nowadays? Scream? Because I saw when Future album dropped, he had like four in the top 10 as well. And of course, Drake, I think Drake might have been the whole top 10 when he dropped. Like, is, is he it just Screams? Bad, Bad Bunny's a huge star. And his album is um, Un Verano Sinti. Is also the second all-Spanish-speaking album to reach number one on the chart. The first was his 2020 album, El Ultimo Tour del Mundo. All right, Spoiled Rabbit. Drop on the clues box for Spoiled Rabbit, man. It's a bad bunny. You got to respect that, man. Mm-hmm. All right, now Tiffany Haddish is teaming up with Snoop Dogg and Lil Wayne for a new song. Here's what she had to say to Kelly Clarkson. We really got to know each other when I did um, Snoop Dogg's Bad Girls, a comedy for Showtime, which I think is now is on uh, Netflix, I think. Ever since, I'm always like, Snoop, we need to do a song. Let me get in the music video. Let's do a song. Let's do a song. So he was like, yes, yeah, it's like bring something to the table. So I brought one song to the table, and that's the theme song now for the They Ready uh, series on Netflix, the comedy series that I did. Yeah. Um, and now we just did another song called um, Look Like, and I can't wait for y'all to hear that. It's me, Snoop, Lil Wayne. It's fire! <laughs> you want me to play it? I got it. Yeah. You want me to play it? I play it right now. Play it. Is she nah, okay no, with that? I'm, nah, I'm going to wait until my, my good sister Tiffany had it says push the button. When she says push the button, you ain't I'll got let it go. It. I you do, ain't I do got have it. it. Play it then. No, knock it off. But remember when she did uh, Remember when she did the interview and she was telling the reporter, uh, this is what money looks like? Yep. Remember that? Yeah, she turned that moment into a, a record. All right, now let's talk about the Smartless podcast. Now, uh, the director... Uh, Paul Anderson was on there and he talked about a role that actually was supposed to go, Paul Thomas Anderson, a role that he actually wanted Leonardo DiCaprio for, for, but it ended up really jump-starting Mark Wahlberg's career. He had already been in, I think, like Cape Fear and Basketball Diaries, but this was the role that really put him on the scene. Besides being Marky Mark and the Funky Bunch, he was more known for that at that time, but here's what he had to say. Boogie Nights, is it true that, that Leo was up for the part but Mark got it? Or Leo turned it down because he did Titanic? Or is there any truth to any of that? Sean loves the dirt, Paul. That is very true, is that I asked Leo to be in Boogie Nights, and he spent many, many months agonizing and debating oh. about it. Um, months. And, and ultimately, um, he chose to do Titanic, which... Of course, in the long run, catapulted him to this massive worldwide fame. Boogie but Nights on the other hand, same. I think well, possibly, but I think it was 
we laugh about it now, but he, he you know, regrets missing the experience and doing it. <laughs> I think Titanic was yeah. the right move. Yeah, I think I, it worked think out so for too. him. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess you never know what's going to end up happening. And imagine being an actor and having two amazing roles on the table, but you have to pick one. What was the other role again? Boogie Nights. I mean, I've heard of the movie, but I never seen I, it. I and I, that's not as big as Titanic. Yeah, bigger. I mean, it was big for Mark Wahlberg though, because then Mark Wahlberg ended up getting that role, and that's kind of the role that put him on the map as an actor too. So it worked out for everybody. I thought Marky Mark and the Funky Bunch put Mark Wahlberg on the map. Well, as an actor. Oh, as an actor. Yeah, as an actor. That's uh, what we said earlier, because before that he was just known as you know. I was just playing. I just wanted to say that he was in the Funky Munch. <laughs> Shut up. I man. That's all. I just wanted to remind people that they that said Leonardo Mark DiCaprio is the one that actually suggested him for Boogie Nights when he couldn't do it. So that's dope. All right. Well, that is your rumor reports. All right. Thank you, Miss E. Now up next is the People's Choice Mix. Get your request in. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. Our audible pick of the day is Finding Tamika from Kevin Hart, myself, Charlemagne the God, and Queen Erica Alexander in Color Farm Media. This series focuses on missing black women and the system that ignores them. Sign up for a free 30-day audible trial at audible.com slash breakfast club. WWPRFM HD1 New York. And iHeartRadio Station. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the God. We are the Breakfast Club. Again, my car show, it's less than four weeks away, all right? Uh, Father's Day weekend in Houston. So uh, if you're out and about, get your tickets. It's a family fun event. There's celebrity cars, exotic cars, amusement rides, uh, face painting. There's uh, amazing food. It's Houston versus New York. It's a family fun day. Kids five and under are free. So if you haven't got your tickets, get your tickets. It's June 19th. And then we do it in Atlanta on July 9th. All right. So definitely get your tickets. We're going to have a lot of fun at all those events. And Charlemagne. Yes, sir. You're nominated for uh, an MTV hosting award? I am. The MTV TV and Movie Awards is uh, next month. And I am nominated for Best Host for my work on my late night talk show, uh, The God's Honest Truth, which is coming back very, 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 very soon. So go to MTV.com. You can vote. You know, that's why I love this 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 uh, nomination, because people can actually go vote for who they want to win the award. It's not being left up to some committee or, you know, a bunch of culturally clueless industry folks. It's actually, you know, up to the people so the people can go to MTV dot com, uh, click on best host and vote for your uncle Charlotte, man. Brother Lennard for best host for the MTV movie and TV awards. Yes, and also make sure you check out Who You Wit on Tubi today. Shout out to Dennis Reed, who produced it, uh, to Monet, who wrote it, and um, to Kat, to Demetrius, who starred in it. Make sure you guys check it out. You know, I told y'all it was on my bucket list to be in one of uh, these dope-ass Detroit movies, so I did it. All right, when we come back, positive notice the Breakfast Club. Come on. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Now, Charlamagne, you got a positive note? Yes, I do, man. Uh, positive note, it is Mental Health Awareness Month. So, you know, it's a big emphasis on healing, as always. I just want to tell people healing also means taking an honest look at the role you play in your own suffering. Breakfast Club, bitches! Y'all finished or y'all done? Every week on Talk Easy with Sam Fragoso, I invite an artist, writer, or politician to come to the table and speak from the heart in ways you probably haven't heard from them before. Some of my favorites are with Tom Hanks, Questlove, and Kate Blanchett. In recent weeks, I had talked to actor Dan Levy, director Ava DuVernay, and the editor of The New Yorker, David Remnick. You can listen to Talk Easy on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Mini Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. Hey fam, I'm Simone Boyce. I'm Danielle Robay. And we're the hosts of The Bright Side, the podcast from Hell of Sunshine that's guaranteed to light up your day. Like our recent episode with sisters Regina and Raina King about the why behind their production company, Royal Ties. We have such a huge love for storytelling without walls, without barriers. Listen to The Bright Side from Hello Sunshine on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of On Purpose. This week, I talked to Tiffany Haddish in a hilarious, deep, thoughtful interview where we dive into family trauma, grief, sobriety, love, and dating. I got a big heart. And I'm very forgiving, but like, don't abuse it. It's been abused enough. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss this one. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. Welcome to Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. This week, I'm talking to the one and only Ryan Seacrest. Love the connection to people. I think at the core, what I get excited about, what gets me up in the morning is connecting with people in an unscripted, unvarnished way is getting to to say something to them, hear back from them, know that I'm part of the routine. And I look forward to getting on the air. I look forward to it. In these exciting times, we're looking to the math, the strategy and analytics and the magic, the creative spark more than ever. Listen to Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast or wherever you get your podcast.